For those of you who listened to the podcast a few weeks ago, you will remember me saying that I was going to put an offer on my Month to Manifest program. Month to Manifest is the easiest manifestation course on the market right now. My intention when creating this course was allow it to be easy, simple, time efficient, like I'm not about things that take me a lot of time or I just won't do them. So this requires at the most five minutes of your time a day to be able to really hone your intentions on a daily basis. And not only that, one of the things we have done is to create a community of like-minded people where we meet once a month on a live and we set our intentions for the month ahead. It is so powerful and you'll get to meet those like-minded people who share in your joy and in your love of manifestations and we all lift each other up. It is so amazing. I love it and I would love you to join. One of the things that I have always wanted to do as well is to make this affordable and not only is it affordable every day but I am also giving you a discount on that right now. All you have to do is DM me the word manifest on Instagram and I will send you the unique discount code. Come and join us. Welcome back to the Unbreakable Mindset Podcast with me, your host, Jude Dawn. Firstly, can I just thank every one of you that posted uh, a, a positive review on the podcast because honestly it really does make a difference it bumps that mean one that one star one that I had closer to the bottom but it also really does make a difference to where my podcast sits in the algorithm and who it then goes to so I truly thank you for that right before we go into the recording of the guest that I have on the show for you today I wanted to talk about just like that I know that's a bit random for me because I don't normally talk about TV shows. But just like that is come back on our screen screens and I am watching it. Now I will say still think it's really cringy in terms of the storylines and it's probably not the best, but I still love those characters. They were a huge part of my late 20s, early 30s, and I still love the fact that they are that I can still watch it. And it still feels good. The first episode was shocking, but it got better, I promise. But I love the the fashion and the independent women and the opportunities they create for themselves. Like, I love everything about it. Like, Sex in the City was what... Part of what gave me hope and, like, getting me excited and feeling like you could just be this glamorous independent person working for yourself and yeah it just gives you a real good feeling when you watch it if you if you're a single woman it it really does make you feel good and you still get that now even if you're not single watching it back it is it's a lovely lovely thing to watch and I do caveat that by saying that the the storylines are cringy but I do love it Okay, so the reason why I wanted to talk about that was one that the lady that I had, the guest that I have on, it's relevant to that in terms of showing up how we want to feel. But (laughs) the realization was that the Golden Girls, when that first came out, if you don't remember it, Google it, the characters are the same age 
as those now in Just Like That. And that is nuts. When you think of the comparison between the looks, what they have in their lives, what opportunities there was for women back then. So in The Golden Girls, Rosie in season one, Rosie was 55, Dorothy was 53, and Blanche was 47. And in Just Like That, Carrie would be now, as it stands, she would be 57. And that is just mad to think about. And I don't know where I'm going with that, but it just blew my tiny mind when I found that information out. I mean, it is. It's just nuts, isn't it? That the, the two side by side each other are completely different. For women back then to women now and the opportunities and how we can dress exactly how we want to feel it's it's amazing that we get to to, to choose that for ourselves anyway I'm not going to go off on a whole (laughs) women's rights or anything like that but it connects to two things it does connect to the guest but it also connects to month to manifest so month to manifest is my manifestation course it's a self-study course you can join anytime And once a month, so you study the material in your own time, exactly how to manifest, the processes, everything. And once a month, I hold a live intention sentence for the month ahead. So we've just done July this morning. So it's the 2nd of July now as I'm recording that and we hosted July's this morning and it was so lovely. I got so many messages afterwards and do you know what it is? I love, I love that whole community in Month to Manifest because... It doesn't matter whether you've been there a while or whether you've just come into the group. Everyone's really supportive and people share their stories, their manifestations and congratulate and celebrate each other as well. It is, it's really, really lovely. And one thing I was talking about in Month to Manifest was dreaming bigger than you've ever dreamt before. And I'm probably going to do an episode on this next month. But it was about looking at things from a perspective of not just well I'd love that it's like what would be amazing like what opportunities are out there what crazy opportunities are out there for you if you were to just park your limiting beliefs and put them to one side what crazy things are people doing your age or people doing who do what you do whether that's in your industry um your company or friends even what are they doing that could open your eyes to opportunity? Because we have so much available to us and there are so many opportunities and so many available things, no matter what industry you work in or where you live or what age you are, what gender you are, we are incredibly lucky. And I just, yeah, just wanted to note that the differences between the two and how actually nothing should be stopping us nothing definitely not our mindset ourselves okay I'll park that one for now we'll come back to it at another time but for now let me introduce my guest I have an amazing guest on the show today I have a personal stylist and image consultant Emma Carr now you might be thinking oh why's Jude got this this guest on this is about fashion Jude's about mindset and the reason being and before I get Emma to jump on the reason why I asked Emma to come on is because when I have clients who've come to me and they lack confidence they're lacking self-worth 
they tend to not know how to show up anymore and they, they don't feel good about themselves. And one of the things that we've talked about in sessions with some of my clients is finding somebody who'll help them find themselves again. And that comes in the form of how they show up and clothes and styling. And, and when you have that, the confidence just comes after it it's almost like you need to show up looking confident before the confidence comes and a friend of mine had said that she'd worked with um emma who's who's going to come on in a second and had amazing results and felt amazing on a holiday and managed to get some really key capsule pieces for her holiday which was in italy and just not knowing what to wear in italy but not knowing what to wear for a for a holiday as well and she really really rated not only the service but how she felt and emma herself and i thought i've got to get emma on just to talk about one some people don't even know this service is available and two the difference that it makes to people when they show up how they want to be seen, I think is the best description of it. Right, Emma, I'm going to let you come in. So welcome, welcome, welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Oh, you're more than welcome. So I kind of raised through that because I want to make sure that people are listening for the reason in in which the intention that I got you on for, because this isn't just a, a fashion conversation. This goes deep into how people feel about themselves. So can you tell me a little bit about, I guess, one, how you came to, to do what you do. And then two, how does that link to everything that I've just said? Okay, so um, I've always loved clothes and style and fashion. Um, but back when I was interested in it, there really weren't, there was no Instagram, there, you know, there were, weren't personal shoppers, there weren't you know, if you wanted to work in fashion, it was literally working at Vogue, Vogue magazine. So it was just something I never thought that I would be able to do. You know, I was brought up in a small village in Northamptonshire. Um, it just wasn't on my radar, but I've always loved clothes and I've always loved expressing myself through them. Um, so yeah, it just wasn't something I ever did. So I actually, what I realized is that I express my creativity be, by being around creative people. So I was an exec PA for over 20 years. But I always worked in creative environments. I worked in PR agencies, um, you know, worked for a fashion designer, et cetera, worked in TV. So I sort of surrounded myself and fulfilled that creative part of myself, um, channeling it through that instead. Um, But it was obviously when I went to work for Maria Gratchvogel, the fashion designer, as her PA, that I got a little flavor for actually working in it. And, you know, I was only 25 at the time. I'd been away traveling. I'd had a heartbreak. I'd been away traveling for six months. And they often say, like, you need space and time away to think about things. And when I was away, I realized that it was very much what I wanted to do. And I sort of set that intention in my mind. Even before, even at 25, I didn't really know what setting an intention was. But I was absolutely determined to do something in fashion when I came back from Australia. And within a week of being back in London, I was working for Maria. I kind of just set my sights on how oh, I was going to do it. Yeah. But now I, I realize how powerful that is. But at 25, I think you just think, well, I thought I could just do anything. So if I set my sights on something, I just went ahead and did it. Um, but whilst working for Maria, um, you know, as I say, I was only 25, but she just put so much trust in me 
And I worked on London Fa- her London Fashion Week show with her, and I helped her open her first standalone store in Sloan Street. Um, but also what she gave me the opportunity to do was do appointments with her clients in her showroom. Wow. And she would and she had quite high profile clients and she would entrust me to show them the collection. You know, they may be borrowing something to go to an event or they may be having something made because she had her atelier in her um, South Moulton Street studio. So it was when I started doing that that I was like, okay this is maybe something that I want to do. But it wasn't the right time in my life. So I had the dream job, but I wasn't happy personally. Then I made the move to Manchester and then it totally, I I went to work in in TV um, and the sort of fashion thing disappeared until I was 40. So it wasn't until 15 years later. Yeah, it wasn't until 15 years later that I actually decided to pursue it. So you know, I'd had my daughter, I was turning 40. And, you know, I had a difficult time after having my daughter, I'd had a bit of a breakdown. And you kind of had to do a little bit of work, and you start to think about what am I doing? Why am I here, etc. And I thought, actually, if I don't have a go at this now, will I ever? I think 40s, I don't know how old you are, but it's quite a, yeah, it's a big, it's a big, milestone isn't it especially yeah. for women I don't know there's like it is a big milestone this is why a lot of people have their midlife crisis around that time but you know good things come from crisis and that's yeah. what I feel about having my daughter having my breakdown etc that's something really good came from it because it it gave me the courage to pursue a passion that I'd had for you know 20 odd years wow. so that's how I, that's how I started my business So I also came from it, I think I came to it with a lot more um, experience, life experience, emotional experience, etc. I think if I'd come to it when I was 25, it may have just been about the clothes and the creative element of it. But coming to it at that season of my life and having gone through what I went through is why I think I approach it from a far more emotional or, or that element is a very big part of my business is the emotional element of it, how clothes make you feel, um, what they can do to help you express yourself and move through the world, how you're meant to move through the world. I want to take that little bit that you just said there in terms of you had that realisation at 40. One, because it was on the back of, of, of the breakdown. So, so mm. you know, it was on the back of that. But I also want everyone to take away from this is that no matter what your age, there is opportunity and there's also the possibility of being able to leave something that you're not happy with and whatever that yeah. may be. So aside from what we're talking about today, you know, I started, I went full time with my coaching business at 37 and I started my academy when I was 40. And, and I've only just realized that now as you're saying that in terms of that realization, because some people think, oh my God, this is it. Like, what a waste. You know, I get a lot of teachers or GPs that have, you know, trained to do that. And then they're like, God, what do I do now? Like, I, I'm just not happy. But actually, there are possibilities and there are things. And you're proof of that. So how amazing is that? I love the fact that you only started it when you were 40. I, I, I think that I feel, I mean, I'm 48 now. So I feel like I'm hurtling towards 50, which is another milestone. But mm-hmm. I feel like I'm just getting started. I just yeah. think, I just think 
this season of our life, especially as women, yeah. it's just full of possibility. It's full mm-hmm. of possibility. And I know that from my own personal experience, from my peer group of friends. I just watch all these women that I'm surrounded by leveling up. Mm-hmm. And also a lot of the women I work with come to me because they are potentially in this new season and a lot of them are female founders, senior execs, women that are taking that leap of faith in themselves, starting a business, moving in a different direction. And part of that, part of what comes with that is how we look. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of women do a lot of what we would say is the inside work. They'll come and work with somebody like you yeah. and they there's all this growth on the inside but then how they look on the outside doesn't reflect that. There's this disjoint. Uh-huh. So, you know, you were talking about approaching it from, well, if you look good on the outside, you'll feel good on the inside. There are two schools of thought. Mm-hmm. And I think people think that the work I do is very surface and it's from the outside in, but it also can be from the inside out. Mm-hmm. I just, it depends where somebody is on their journey. They could have already been yeah. working with somebody like you and they're like, okay, let's get this looking the same on the outside or somebody might come the other way around and work with me and use those tools that I give them to give them to courage the courage to then go and do the work on the inside the work on the inside yeah yeah yeah. I don't think there's any synchronicities between what we do and and how it makes somebody feel so have you got a a a good example of a, a client that's come to you and then the changes it makes by being able to, in fact, you know, give us give us an overview of exactly what when you're working with an individual on a one to one basis. What exactly is the process? Okay, so when people come to me, it's very interesting because there's a few commitments people have to make when they come to me. One is one is to have the initial courage to make that first inquiry. It's a it's a cost, not just time wise, because it is a process. It isn't just a you know, I might be working with somebody over the course of 18 months, wow. you know, we might do the wardrobe first, different then we'll do a different season. Well. Um, you know, we might do a, depending on what time of year it is, spring, summer season, or we might specifically, if somebody's coming to me, say they are looking at working on their brand image because they're starting a business, we may just focus on that one element for now, time-wise, cost-wise, etc. Um, but then what tends to happen is once they become that person there, then there's a disjoint there. I had one client that came and worked with me. We did the wardrobe, we did a seasonal edit, and they they missed the next season. And they realized that actually they weren't that person. They didn't, there was a disjoint between who they both were um, for her, how she looked in spring, summer, and how she looked in autumn, winter. And it did. So you need to, you need to be able to commit to that initial journey because it isn't just a one thing. Yeah. Um, so yes, the people might come to me um, for, for whatever reason they've arrived with me and then we'll do a consultation. I'll get people to fill out quite a detailed questionnaire at the very beginning, which again can be off-putting for some people. Sometimes I send people the questionnaire and they decide they don't want to do it because actually even that initial piece of work is sometimes maybe people realize they're not ready to commit to it. But that that piece of work at the beginning for me, it's always in the things that they don't say. 
that I get the most insight from. So always like picking in between. It'd be the same as you. It's the, the things people don't say or they say that, they answer that that way and they answer that there. And I'm like, well, that doesn't sound to me like it's the same person. So which one is it? And it's picking up those tiny little pieces in between to get to where people where people re- I mean, really are. I mean, it's the same with you. Our job is to meet people where they are yeah. in that moment, isn't it? So sometimes a lot of people would be like, oh, I need to lose half a stone before I come, and then I'll come and work with you. No, that's that, that's not, I'm, I'm here to meet you where you are now. And actually, maybe you don't need to lose that half a stone. Maybe working with me will help you realize that you're fine as you are mm. and that if we dress you for that person that you are now, then you'll feel completely different yeah. about yourself. So, so yeah, so even, even that bit at the beginning sometimes scares people off. And then actually, sometimes through the process, it's scary. It is, it, it is sort of, once you've opened Pandora's box, you can't kind of close it. And it brings, a, our clothes bring up a lot of stuff for us and people don't realise that until we start looking at them in a different, on a deeper level. Mm-hmm. So even sometimes we may do the wardrobe consultation and it can unsettle people. Um, why would it why would it unsettle people what what is the bit that unsettles them because they too it's stepping outside the comfort zone or it's making them it's it's wearing clothes that would get people to look at them or how both does it all, all 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 of those things okay it'll you know I've had I've had clients where you know they're they're brilliant smart dynamic women and they've been hiding themselves in you would never know that from the way they dress Mm. and actually then sometimes there's a little bit of sadness a bit of grief or a bit of people wondering how they've got to that place and there's always a reason Mm. um yeah so sometimes there's a bit of letting go or sadness at realizing that they've been doing that but then also it's that taking that courage and that leap of faith to go okay I'm really ready to be seen Mm -hmm. because when we do the work on the inside it's it's no one else really needs to know we've done it it might it it might be obvious in the way we show up in our relationships in our in the workplace etc but it's not as obvious as when you completely change the way you look Mm -hmm. uh so it's it's scary isn't it and also when you're stripping things away and you're taking things away, a lot of people's clothes are their security, their comfort blanket, mm-hmm. that thing that they wear all the time. It might not make them feel good and it might not make them look good, but it, but it's, some, um, it's what they know. It's protection. It's stopping people it's looking protection. at them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, you know, so it, it, working with me, it, it takes a lot of courage. Because you're putting them on a pedestal going, actually, you know, that story you've told yourself, it's not true and I'm going to show you why it's not true. And it's funny you said that thing about the weight. I know I've had clients that work with me and they desperately want to lose weight because they think it's going to make them feel better. And actually, when I do some timeline work with them, we find that the times that they were at their ideal weight, they didn't really feel any different. It didn't change how they felt about themselves. And, And weight... Yes, okay, it's it's nice to be at a certain weight where you feel healthy, but it shouldn't change oh, yeah. how you show up. You know, there are beautiful women of all sizes and shapes, but sometimes we forget that because we think, actually, we should look like this or we should look like that. And there's some beautiful yeah. women. And I, I also, yeah. 
I also think it's because people are not don't know how to dress to flatter them. So, so, so sometimes people will try and think, oh, well, I'll wear something baggy, I'll, I'll, I'll hide everything. But actually, you're doing yourself a disservice there. And if people knew how to dress for their body shape, which is key for me, that's like the number, number one thing that we start with always. Mm-hmm. I'm really not interested in label size. I, I, I don't see that and I'm not interested in that. I want to know what people's body shape is. Yeah. And that's the foundation that we work from. Yeah. So... I know. I mean, it's kind of weird if you think about it. People within half an hour of meeting me, if I go to somebody's house to do a water recharge, one, I'm in their home. Two, I'm in a very personal space because it's usually their bedroom because that's where people's wardrobes are. Yeah. And they're getting changed in front of me. Wow. The, 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 you're stripping yourself down bare yeah on lots and lots and lots of levels so there has to be a huge amount of trust there and it's a big it's it's a responsibility that I don't take lightly and you know um you know what it's like when you're coaching it you know anybody that's good at what they do when they're doing this sort of work when you're sort of peeling back the layers you need to keep people together whilst you're doing that so that's why it's also a process and something that we do over time and there's a lot of hand-holding because you don't just go there and do that and then you just leave someone, you know. So there's a lot of conversations in between. Um, and that's why I always hope people would go on to do the shop with me as well because you're sort of leaving unfinished business. You're taking someone's identity away and then not giving them a new one. So, you know, that's why people need to commit to going on. I mean, the, journey, the word journey so overused but yeah it's a bit cringe we were talking about this before before you came on in terms of I, I, I know it is it's it, you, what you what you said was it it, it is a luxury to work yes. with someone like yourself I know but also it's a luxury to work with someone like me as well and I think people are scared of the investment in themselves first of all because we're used to spending money on a car a house stuff for the kids we wouldn't think twice about spending on stuff for the kids but when we look at spend money on ourselves it has to be a real kind of thorough process that we go through and I know my clients do where they think god like should I be spending this money on myself you know and will it work or whatever like there's all those reservations and I think well one sometimes people don't know that you are even available like that that there is an option to have a personal stylist somebody who can really help you feel good in the clothes that you wear, but also point you in the right direction of what you should be wearing, how to style it, how to style it for you, how it suits you and your personality, etc. But even if they were aware of what you do, there's that thought of, oh God, but I couldn't invest that money in myself. And we were talking about this, actually, it's, it's very similar to coaching in a sense of once you've done that investment, you then know yourself. So that is what you said was, I think you said something along the lines of it, it's actually saving you money because you're not buying clothes that you then wouldn't wear. It's like everything you buy it is because you understand that that is something you're going to love and you're going to wear and you're going to feel good yeah. in. So you're actually saving money because you're not buying loads of things that you think, oh God, like, no, I don't like that. I don't like that. Because I know I have a wardrobe full of stuff now that there's probably only god five percent of stuff in my wardrobe right now that I wear and and I know I could get rid of 95 percent of it but what happens if 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 
100% of your wardrobe is stuff that you wear. And that's the type of thing that, that you're doing for somebody. So yes, it's an investment, but actually the long-term gain is so much more the investment that you're yeah. given. Sorry, I'm totally selling it for you, but come in there at yeah, any point. I, it is, it, like I say, it's an investment in yourself, time, financially. The financial part is quite mm-hmm. often the sticking point for people. Um, but when you're working with somebody like me, the idea is not to work with me forever. It's not about me keeping all the information to myself. My job is to empower you to be able to go off and do this on your own. So like, that's my gift to you. You know, you're understanding how to dress for your body shape. You're getting a really cohesive style identity. You're, you then know how to shop. You then only invest in pieces yeah. that go with everything else that's in your wardrobe. So it's it's yeah. although you have that cost up front, you will be saving money in the long run because of all those things. And mm. yeah, I think people think, oh, you work with the stylist, you always have to work with the stylist. There are some people that just enjoy shopping with me and they will make that investment in themselves to come and shop with me once a year, twice a year. But most of my clients work with me for a period of time and then they don't need me any they don't need me anymore they might dip in if they've got a special occasion coming up and they just want that you know or sometimes just to reignite because sometimes you might lose that thing or for me to put you know I put things in front of them that they may never have considered themselves even when they've got confident with with how to do things um so it's it's it went once you've worked with me it's a no-brainer and that's why a lot of um clients come to me by recommendation and referral because you know you're speaking to me today because you've had a conversation with somebody that's worked with me and they've explained to you what how they can see the value in it um and it ripples out into so many areas of your life you know your career your relationships how you know how you feel about even just going out with friends and being able to feel good standing next to other people like that you can't really put a price on something like that being able to just be able to to go out with friends and go oh yeah I can wear that it's fine and not have that oh god what am I going to wear there's going to be loads of people there you know not feeling good about yourself one of the other things that that I hadn't even realized that you do but then of course you would it makes sense because you uh, your your title is personal stylist, stylist and image consultant and that second part of it as I'm thinking now as we're talking I'm like oh actually do you know what that image consultant piece is really huge for anyone who has and I think specifically about the you know the people in my academy who have had a career now they're starting the journey of becoming a coach you know, they have to put themselves out there on some form, whether that's social media or whether that's going and speaking at an event. They don't have to do that. That's not that's not a case of when you become a coach, you have to speak at an event, but they've got to put themselves out there to get clients. And although they'll have the tools, the, the mindset tools to feel good about themselves and they'll have had a transformation in the academy and they're going to do that for their future clients, but there is something about they're going to have to launch a website and being able to do that and have those images. That's a big thing. And I know over time. So I started in 2014 and I'm sure I started with no pictures of myself. But to be fair, there was no competition then. either. There was, you know, a handful of coaches. 
But I think I've had about four or five photo shoots throughout that time to be able to get lovely, lovely images for, for my website. And, I, and I'm very lucky that I've had some great, great photographers to do that. But that the part that is the most painful of those things, it's like, oh my God, I've got that photo shoot where I've got that photo shoot on Friday. And even though it might only be two hours of my day, it's thinking about, because you want to have at least three outfits for for those two hours, because or else you just gonna have the same the same outfit all all over your website. So you want about three outfits, and then it's like, oh god, what do I wear in those three outfits? Because I I don't want it to look dated in four years' time. Because I'm paying this money, I want it to last. I want it to. I, I want to think about who am I attracting? Am I going to attract it with the clothes that I'm wearing, etc.? Because people people look at you and think, okay, can I work with this person? I think we make a decision. And that is yeah. about image, yeah, I think we make a decision about uh, what we think about somebody within the first seven seconds of seeing them. It's something like that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, yeah. every, everywhere's noisy now, you know, to be seen. Um, in lots of places that we previously wouldn't have been seen in, you know, because of social media. Yes. Um, so we have to make an impact and we have to make an impact quite quickly. You know, I know when I'm searching for somebody and I do a Google search, I'm, you know, say I'm looking for a coach, I will make a shortlist based on whether I have feel like I've got that, you know, of course, of course, the words, yes. the testimonials, you know, their, you know, yeah. their qualifications are all really important. But yeah. I am drawn to somebody that I think visually I connect with. Um, and I certainly know, you know, I just know how I respond to people day to day, people's energy. A, a, a lot yeah. of the time it's it's because of how they look. But, but I also want to say that's because of the energy that they're maybe get giving off because of how they feel about how they look. Just, yeah. yeah. So I don't think we realise, yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. think we realise how much we respond to colour. There's so much psychology behind the colour that we wear and how, and I'm very intentional. Yeah. I have a red lipstick on today. I'm very intentional about how I wear. She had lots of jewellery on as well. She's made me take... Make take that off because it was... <laughs> clanking on the microphone so you might hear little clanks at the start because you have beautiful gold jewelry on on her hands and I know. Her earrings Every, and everything's had to bear for the mic but no but that's how I I mean I'm going to be honest I have got shorts and sliders on on my bottom half but I've turned up beautiful. today for how you can see me on the screen nobody's going to see us they're only going to hear our voices yeah. but I've turned up how I want to feel about myself so when I when I decide um what I'm wearing it very rarely starts with um I don't it very rarely starts with a piece of clothing it usually starts with what do I want to say how do I want to feel you know what environment am I going into today um and and then I pick what I'm wearing off the back of that so I'll be very intentional with color so when someone's doing a photo shoot for a website, I would say that's something that people really need to think about because it subconsciously colour hits us and it says different things to us. Yeah. You've also got to think about your brand yeah. colours as well. Like I, um, <laughs> my office is painted dark blue 
but it's not my brand and colour. And I didn't think about that when I painted my office because every picture I take in the office is blue. And I'm like, it's not even my brand yeah. and colours. I love it and I don't want to change it. But also I have to, um, I am mindful of that. I try to take a lot of pictures outside the office yeah. now. Anyway, we digress. So what else did I want to know? Do you ever work with men or not? Do you know, it's funny because I love menswear. And when I studied mm-hmm. at London College of Style, we obviously covered men's and women's styling. I'm not sure why when I started my business, I just went into women's wear styling, maybe because that was an area that I felt most confident in. But also I think yeah. because the emotional element is such a massive part of what I do, it tends to, it's, it's more connected, more connected with, the women. with the women because women, um, that element probably is a bigger thing than it is for guys. Whereas yeah. guys, it's a bit more transactional. I might be making an assumption yeah. that I need, I need a, a pair, pair of jeans, jeans. which is like fine. <laughs> but I've realized the more and more that I do this work, the more I can see the value in that other element the emotional side of it and that is what brings me the most joy it gives me purpose um I have whatever I do has to have purpose and intention behind it Um, and I love the creative element of styling and I can I could just put outfits together all day but to see the transformation in people's lives from something that a lot of people think is very surface is what gives me the most is the most rewarding thing for me it's huge so that leads us on nicely to something that I that I'm um that I know you've talked about on your Instagram and you can say as much or as little as you want about this but I know that from what you've said on your Instagram post I think it was around Easter time that actually this the process of how you show up has really helped you. Clothes have really helped you. Feeling good about yourself externally has helped you because you've gone through a pretty tough time. Do you want to yeah, talk a little bit about yeah, that? Of course, yeah. My marriage ended after 18 years um, at Easter. Uh, and it, it's it's interesting because it isn't just recently. Even during COVID, when we came out of COVID, um, a lot of people were... Um, just we were all disjointed and disconnected from ourselves weren't we and people didn't know what to wear and they were confused but the one thing that I've always been really grounded of and certain of is my style and how I dress and so it's and it's been an anchor for me in recent months but also other choppy times in my life you know choppy waters and difficult times it's 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 an anchor for me it's the one thing that I'm sure of so, you know, sometimes when you question yourself elsewhere or circumstances and events make you question who you are, that's the one thing that I, I feel like nobody can take away from me. And so it, it's, it, it helps ground me. And, um, it, yeah, it may, it's the one certainty for me. And I know it might be, that might be something for, other, you know, other things for other people. It might be because they exercise or they do meditation or you know there's all those things that anchor us but my clothes are something that anchor me and it's a huge thing to be able to look in the mirror and think oh I like what I see yeah it's just the one thing I don't yes Externally, it makes you yeah feel and good, doesn't it? I'm a real advocate for you know everybody talks a lot about you know clothes are armor and and I and I and I, and I get that they are 
but I also, they're so much more powerful than armor because armor is covering yourself up. Whereas when you know how to fully express yourself through your clothes, you, it's, it's far more powerful language. Armor has got a bit of a negative. It's like why I call my, when I do my wardrobe, is it's a wardrobe recharge, not a wardrobe detox. Because detox, it feels negative and Whereas a recharge is you're bringing new energy to it. You're uplifting, you're uplifting yeah. rather than, oh, yeah. this is something that we have to feel bad about and that, you know, we need to be purging. So I think that the language that we use is really important. So, yeah, so my, so, so my clothes are, yeah, I don't, I, I don't like to, to think of them as armour because I use them in a much more powerful way than that. But certainly in recent months they have really helped me to just continue to show up and you know so so what so what if maybe some days it has been smoke and mirrors but I don't think that matters I just I just know how they make me feel your wording on that post that you did was beautiful and and I don't want to paraphrase it so can you remember what you said in there in terms of you'd gone through mm. a difficult time there was wording it towards the end of of that you were going to continue to to show up yeah I, I think what it reminded me is that I've seen I've, I've seen the power of understanding who you are through your clothes and expressing who you are through your clothes firsthand through myself but also through all the women I've worked with and I and I felt like the energy that I had put out there by helping them I was receiving back in that moment and it sort of has made me even more determined to to be able to help women to use their clothes in that way or to feel that way about themselves through their clothes. Yeah, it, yeah. It's, it's, it's just confirmed things to me even more that this is exactly what I'm meant to be, to, meant to be doing. So if somebody, cause, and, I, and I asked you this again before, before we started recording, in terms of working with someone like yourself, how would you go about it? So you're based in... I'm based in Manchester. But could somebody work with you via Zoom? What sort of service levels are there? Yeah, I mean, we I do work with clients remotely. Mm-hmm. I'd say a wardrobe recharge really is something that I you need to come in and get your hands dirty, and you know we need to be trying things on, and it's it would be very hard for me to do that remotely. Mm-hmm. I do have clients that come to Manchester to shop with me, so I don't have to go to them. Yeah, so we can do that part um, remotely together. Um, and I do a lot of online edits now for people. I had to really switch things up um, after COVID. You know, oh, wow. we couldn't go to the shops. We couldn't go to the shops for a bit. And then people didn't want to go to the shops. And I think people have got used to not shopping at the shops and shopping online. Uh, also, we've lost a lot of stores post-COVID. So oh, there yeah. aren't the stores there. to sh- Yeah, so online edit piece um, is something that I'm doing more and more of. So, you know, I always think it's always worth having a conversation. Yeah. I offer a freestyle consultation, no obligation. It's a really good opportunity for us to connect and to get to know each other. You, you know, clients need to see if I'm the right fit for them. Yeah. And then also for us to discuss how, um, what the best services are based on what somebody might be looking to achieve together. So I think a conversation is always worth having regardless of where somebody is based yeah absolutely absolutely and I think just having this lovely conversation with you lets people see that actually this is something that 
could remove that oh god I've got to go to the shops and I need to find something to wear like I know I've been so, so I used to work in in stores in fashion and head offices down in London and things and I am comfortable with with knowing what my style is and knowing what I like and knowing what suits me but you know I've got a sister who doesn't she's never worked in she works in solicitors law firms <laughs> you know they met where they were just meant to wear suits and now you know, suits aren't really a thing for, for work anymore as much as it used to be. So then she was like, I just don't know what to wear anymore. And I was like, you need to find somebody who's going to help you because actually I'm bored of shopping with you now. Like, it's doing my head in. <laughs> so I pushed around. It was somebody who's local to us, who's a stylist. And it did make a big difference, for a really big difference in just knowing what colours she could wear because she was very kind of like she stuck to real kind of neutral she didn't want to stand out but that might be from the environment she worked in because when you work in a law firm you know again it's a post-covid thing where I think it's become less but you're not meant to stand out it's about the work and you know you wear a black suit and you know and so that can be confusing for some people because then you don't know who you are outside of work because you have to be that person inside of work and it's very hard to express who you are in those environments when you're not really given the opportunity to do that that said I do believe that you know the cut of a suit or the shoe or or the gesture with a piece of jewelry you know even in those environments, you have got the opportunity to tell people a little bit something about yourself. Yeah. 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 And, the and devil it, is always in the detail. Yeah. And I, and I know it made a big difference for her and it has something that is being something that just revisited. And that, that would have been something previously she just wouldn't have invested in herself, but she was ready at a time where she was like, actually, I'm tired of not feeling good in the clothes that I wear. And again, another reason why I wanted you on, because I just think, you know what, there is, we live in an amazing, you know, we're very privileged to be living in the, in the countries that we do. And there are this service available. And I just think for those that didn't know, there are, there is an Emma car near you, or is there, there's an Emma car that you can contact now. And I'm going to put all your details underneath the episode. And your Instagram is at the fashion craver. Yeah, so my business is Crave Personal Styling, so my Instagram is at the Fashion Craver. Amazing, amazing. And you'll see, like, I, it makes me smile looking at your Instagram. Your clothes are beautiful and so well curated, and you look amazing every single day. And I'm sorry I, I pared you down for this episode. <laughs> I'm making you I know. I'm just going to put all my jewellery back, back on. on after <laughs> this. So, Thank you so, so much for coming on the podcast. I do think what you do makes a huge difference. It's not just frocks. It's not just, you know, um, clothes on a rack. It's about how people feel and that that's huge in terms of how they show up. And I know it's obviously been, you know, something that you've wanted to continue even when you've been going through a tough time recently that you've still shown yeah. up and, and, and that massively helps, especially when you're going through a tough time as well. So thank yeah. you so much, Emma, for coming on the podcast. Um, thank you very much for having me thank you so much for listening to the unbreakable mindset podcast with me your host jude don't if you have enjoyed this episode then please do share with others and it would mean a huge deal to me if you would rate review follow and subscribe on your podcast app this will allow the podcast to keep growing and going to new audiences and if you want to know all the ways in which you can work with me directly please visit jude don't 
coaching.co.uk. The links will be in the show notes. I'm a sushi chef. I also happen to be a cat. How'd I get here? Adobe Photoshop. It turned a cute kitty like me into a sashimi master. And it can make your images look amazing too. In just a few clicks, you can replace a boring background, swap out a so-so sky, and remove distractions like people and power lines. With Photoshop, everyone can. I love playing with this mouse. Click or tap the banner to visit Photoshop.com and pounce on your free trial today.